Welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast. Today, your boy, Monty G. I'm here. And I are here to um, review Raw and SmackDown. Your boy. I, well, it's funny coming from another person. <laughs> your boy. Anyway, yes, we are back in the building. And I did not find an intro song that I thought was adequate in another time. So I just said... <laughs> I noticed they kind of threw me off. It's fine. <laughs> you ready. You nope, wasn't ready at all. Mission accomplished. Let's get into the smacks. The smacks. Yeah, it's my new name for SmackDown. Okay, or so up, smack up. So Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman started off the show giving a promo. You know, giving us those. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, dominating vibes, right? Like he's out here. He's He's wrecking everything and leaving. Yeah, he's giving me Lesnar vibes. He's I think posturing. He meant, I think he meant Lesnar vibes. <laughs> the exact same thing with Lesnar, but with a nicer T-shirt. Uh, yeah. So, uh, not really nicer, though, because, you know, pretty much WWE do the same thing with all their T-shirts, really. Like, it's either, either going to be a logo in this black or it's going to be words. And it's black, or they're gonna make an ugly shirt like they did for Lil Morgan in the B, B team, where it's white with black letters. Just to be different. <laughs> See how it, either way it goes, generic. Just to be different. Anyway, you know? I'm not saying their merch is trash because that's not that's not the case. But anyway, uh, like I was saying, yeah, a lot of Lesnar vibes, uh, Roman. But the difference is here, Brock never says anything. Usually, he says he speaks in phrases like small phrases. Usually, uh, Roman, on the other hand, made sure to get all of his catchphrases <laughs> included. Every one of them, he talked about wrecking and leave, and then he said he was gonna uh, the one, the new one that's on this champion on this on his tight on, on his on his shirt on his champion on his tights. He's not wearing tights on his t shirt. Where's pants? But yeah, he got phrases. He said both the phrases: the one about uh, wreck everything, and then the other one. Which is the one he had Friday, which was show up and win or something. Girl, or something know. like that. It was something like that. I'm not a girl. Anyway, <laughs> you do that all the time. Like, girl, I don't know. I don't, this is the funniest part about that, you guys. She, it's not like you got like girl, like a big group of girlfriends to even say girl, I don't know, too. <laughs> you talk to me 80% of the time. Moving on. Anyway. Paul Heyman says, we're better than Raw. Raw had a triple threat match to see who the number one contender was. We're going to have a fatal four-way match. Originally slotted to be Sheamus, Big E, Matt Riddle, and Baron Corbin. So just off jump, like who who, who did you – I remember like us um, saying like, oh, it's too soon for, for uh, Big E to win it. So who did you pick? Initially, did you pick Sheamus? Uh, I I told you it was gonna have to be Matt Riddle or Big E, so I guess I said Big E. Okay. Yep. Just because I, of the just current because of, political uh, state of our our champion. And I just didn't see wrong. First of all, no one wants either of the other two matches. Like uh-huh. no one wants to see Roman and Sheamus. No one wants to see Roman and uh Baron Corbin for the millionth time. Exactly. They've they've been done to death, and neither one of those matches helped Roman uh, establish himself further in this new persona. It's just kind of like rehashing stuff we've seen before. But if you do mm-hmm. Big E and Matt Riddle, 
They, those were two unique matches. So, yeah, it was all of the two baby faces for me. Yep. But I, I remember us um, discussing, like, you know, Biggie hadn't done enough. Yeah, I did think it was too early for both yeah. Matt Riddle and Biggie. That's true. Neither one of them had a chance of beating Roman. Show That's up true. and win. That's the new one. Had to, I literally went to their merch site to make sure because I know it's, I knew I knew it's two different shirts. First of all, Roman's the only one who can come back with two different shirts. Right. So yeah. Anyway. Get that merch income, brother. I ain't mad. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how we felt about the fade of four way. The first real match of the night was Otis and Tucker Heavy Machinery. I need to use their real tag team name. Just stop calling them Otis and Tucker. They are not individuals. Um, versus Miz and Morrison. Now, um, who also don't have a tag team name. They don't, but I don't want to. I think Miz and Morrison is their tag team name. It is, but it's not really a tag team name. But okay, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, finish of the match concludes with Otis doing the Vader bomb on Miz for the pinfall. Then Morrison steals the money in the bank briefcase. Um, later on in the show, we actually find out that he doesn't have the title, the title contract. He has Otis's lunch. So what's your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really don't have <laughs> nothing to say about anything they haven't do have to do with Otis. I noticed that, uh, Mandy Rose had nothing to do. They could at least had her manage Otis. We just talked about that before we were mm-hmm. started recording that Mandy Rose did nothing since Sonya is not on the show, so it would have been nice to get that type of involvement. But other than just fighting Miz and the Morrison for the billionth time since he's won Money in the Bank, as a matter of fact, since he's won Money in the Bank, he's been involved with Miz and Morrison constantly. Yep. So uh, the match uh, was ended the way it should have, Otis and them uh, prevailing. Uh, I do like him using uh, Vader's old finish instead of doing the uh, worm as the, the finish. The caterpillar will be a, a cool, you know, signature move that we all love and cheer for, but it probably does do not need to finish matches. Uh, but I will say that uh, I don't know, man. With Roman Reigns as, uh, as champion, I just really have no clue. Like this may be the he. May, I really didn't want to get on this bandwagon, and and it's not your fault at all. Oh, this is more of WWE not having their focus or not planning. How about that? Not planning mm-hmm. for what they would do after you won, after giving you the shocking victory. Yeah, we. Uh, but. Yeah, he's the worst money in the bank holder, and it's not really his fault. It's mostly because of his treatment. He's the lowest threat ever. Like, even, and it's not everything, it don't have anything to do with his look, don't have anything to do with the fact, because he has a pretty good record. Like, nobody really can beat him straight up if you go off basically the way he's been presented in the ring. It's more so, like I said, having to do with them not having a plan for him to even look interested in the universal title. And that's bad. Like, even when Braun was walking around, he stopped teasing as Braun started to turn into the monster or whatever. He stopped. He never teased the Fiend, even though the Fiend only had it a week. And now with Roman, he's not, again, no mention of it. We know he have the, has the contract, and I'm glad. I guess that's I guess that's what this serves, to remind you that he has the contract. But other than that, again, what have they done? Nothing, and I think we we talked about this a couple of shows back, or just in our private time, um, yeah. that money in the bank contract is literally long term booking. So how exactly. do you not have a long term plan for At your least somewhat of a plan? Exactly, like okay, 
And once you win that briefcase, your mind state should always be, okay, I want to become world champion. Yeah. Exactly. And that mm, hasn't been Otis's focus at all. Um, and again, not his fault, but, not his you fault. know, just the way they've been presenting him has been has made him look very, very weak as a uh, challenger. Yeah. Um, I think this, and the thing is, like lately for the Money in the Bank contract, um, we've lost that opportunistic spirit. Yeah, I think we've all we've lost that, and we also lost the fact that, uh, and I think with losing that, you lose the fact that money in the bank used to have such a great element of surprise. You knew that any time a champion or any time someone was laid out, mm-hmm. it was a chance that even from either brand. I remember in the past, like when CM Punk had it when I was younger and all of that, he could pop on any show and take a world title if he wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying they should let him take the belt from Drew, but I am saying that times like uh, when Randy punted Drew three times would have been a perfect time to tease. Something. Exactly. Not saying that it would uh, that Otis would have had to come out with it. And I get it. You want to be careful with your teases, but they they WWE usually is really good with at least teasing it, and they're not like I said, they're not even yeah acting like he has a Otis, chance at doing it at, at winning the title. Otis and, can pull the creepy vibe, like pop up off camera looking at. Uh, Roman's promo, like something, you know, give me some type of thing saying like, okay, I know who the title holder is. Like I said, they started teasing it, even though none of us believed for one second he was going to cash in on Braun. Yes, we Especially did. as soon as it happened. But uh, as soon, because Braun was the new champion too, I think at the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But either way it goes, you know, uh, yeah, that his run, his money in the bank has been lackluster. Yep. <clears throat> Moving on. We get a promo, Biggie, Lucha, House Party, and I feel like it was somebody else, but it probably wasn't. Gulak was there. Gulak, okay. I know that for We're, a fact. We're um, out celebrating with Biggie, saying, oh my God, it's Xavier Woods' birthday. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Um, the, and then they announced, they basically announced that Xavier was coming back, and I feel kind of bad when I didn't see him. So, don't, don't say he, that. He was on top. I know he was supposed to be on top. I know. I know he probably showed up and he was there for that, but yeah. I am saying it. Don't I, I was expecting to at least see him backstage, but it's cool. Yeah, I got it after you know, the the security guy dragged Big E to the parking lot or wherever they was at. Yeah, it was a setup. Sheamus is a nasty, dastardly heel, and he likes to attack people from behind. I don't like that Sheamus and Baron Corbin are the only bad people. <laughs> so now I need Roman and other people to step up their heelish work because it seems like the only two people who are doing real. Aggravating things are Corbin and Sheamus, but anyway, uh, they took Big E out, and uh, so now I, uh, I was wondering, like, okay, where do we go? Obviously, someone's gonna replace, and whoever that replacement is is obviously gonna win. So who is it? That's basically where my mind went. Mm-hmm. As soon as the, uh, I'm trying to remember what he called the air raid siren. I think is what they call that move when he dropped him up through the. It's the same thing uh, Chompa did to Adam Cole off the top of the cage. Anyway, uh, at War Games months back. But uh, besides that point, uh, yeah, so like you said, Sheamus being dastardly. And apparently ever since he's wearing that that little hat that he likes to wear, it's just bringing out the the, the mean. But he never wears it to the <laughs> ring. No, he just comes out looking like regular Sheamus from uh, five years ago. And that's why, you know, that hasn't really translated to him winning. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Either way it goes, uh, Sheamus did, he got rid of one person, even though he ended up 
I don't know. I I don't know. I, he thought that meant it was gonna be a triple threat match, and I just really I love. I really that. love when heels or when when heels do that and act like that's supposed to. It's just like when the when the champion break up the number one contender match, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, now one of you guys are gonna be my contender. Now, no, both of them is gonna be a contender. Yeah, triple threat match. So yeah, it's just one of those things. But yeah, here we go. What's next? Oh, is it, isn't it time for what's next? What was next after that? Um, after that, I should have wrote it down. Um, we got a promo from Bailey and Sasha in the strange area that they do promos at. Um, who was that? That was a new girl. I don't know her name. Yeah, wasn't sure of her name either. New girl. I'm sorry. I'll learn your name eventually. But she did ask a good question about, um, you know, Bailey. <laughs> Last three times you've been in the ring with Shayna, she just tapped you out. <laughs> she has tapped you out. Um, Yo, it was such a good. This is just a. Great, I love. It was hilarious. Bailey's face when she asked that question. She was like, "How dare was you?" And then great. Sasha said, "How dare you?" Exactly. Yeah, it was great though. Uh, um, but yeah, right after that we got the match. Right, not no. too long after that. Right? Then we had the. Then we had the Roman meet up with uh, Us, Jay. I think that happened earlier. It happened. That happened right after Roman and them left the promo, so you got that in the wrong world. Oh well. But it doesn't matter. No. Who was it? Who what's what's when did You when talking did... about Adam Pierce and yeah, then yeah, Paul yeah. Heyman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened after that. Uh, Adam Pierce had a promo with Charlie this time. And uh yeah. and then uh Paul Heyman pulled him aside and was like, you know, whispering here. So basically implying and then what we find out later is that Jay Uso will be taking uh, Big E spot. So yep. it basically implied that Paul Heyman got him that position. As a matter of fact, we saw that we had that confirmed later in a later promo. Yeah, when uh when Oos finally met up with a uh, Roman backstage and they talked about it before the match. So uh I don't know the dynamic there. Uh, will we get uh a bloodline reunion out of this whole angle because of Paul Heyman kind of giving him the opportunity? Maybe. Probably not. I'm thinking I already can kind of see where this is going. But Y'all either way it goes, uh, Jay Uso got a great opportunity. So we will get into how, what did he take advantage of that soon? Yep. What's next? Um, next is the actual match. Um, Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Shayna, a rematch from Payback, right? That's the name of the review, Payback? Yeah. There's another great, another good tag team match between these two teams. I really, really, really liked uh the last two matches mm-hmm. that they've had. And uh, I really l- love the dynamic of the finish of of these of both matches involving that, you know, like I said, Shayna made both women tap mm-hmm. Sunday, Friday, Naya dropped a, uh, I'm assuming it was a uh, Tamina-like splash. It looked yeah. like it was, if I remember. Or a crossbody one. I, don't, I didn't. No, they I don't were remember. They down. weren't standing. They weren't standing, right? Okay, cool. So, yeah. Uh, she did a splash, and that was it for both of them. Pin both women. So I love how both Naya and uh, you know Shayna did the both women thing. And now I think that make what I was complaining about, which we will get into on Raw, make a little bit more sense too, mm-hmm. because that maybe that has something to do with uh, that. No, no, maybe I'm pretty sure that's what has something to do with what they end up doing on Raw too. By the way, but the big story here was what happened after the match. Yep. So Sasha had her knee worked on. She couldn't really put weight on it. Yeah. Shayna took, took her knee apart during the match. Bailey looks like she's going to help her friend out of the ring. And she doesn't. She hits her. Attack, attack, attack. Went to the stairs, uh, you know, constant knee 
damage, and then uh, it it all, you know, came to a head with the chair to being invited, and she pilmanized Sasha. If you don't know what that means, that's putting the chair around the neck and doing giving it a whole jump off the good stomp, the good old jump off the top rope stomp that used to result when I was a kid in wrestlers bleeding from the mouth. I remember those days. <laughs> But anyway, in the new era, it just may have resulted in, you know, trachea damage. Uh, yeah, a crushed, a crushed larynx. A crushed larynx, as they always try to say and just act like. All I know is I hope Sasha is uh, taking some time off. You know I hope this, I hope it implies time off. I want Bailey to uh, continue to run and think that she can do what she did. She uh, And with no repercussion. I want that to happen, yeah. for at least for a little while. Maybe past this pay-per-view. If not, I don't want the Sasha thing yet. I wanted to... Get a little bit more dramatic, you know what I mean? That attack was brutal. Old school booking says she should be gone for at least a little while, but oh, yeah. I don't know what WWE is gonna do. We'll see if they can wait, you know, continue their long term storytelling, or they're gonna rush and you know blow the load. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, it's a, it's a chance, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll all see. right. But anyway, go. I, I love the attack, and I think we've all seen it coming. Oh yeah. And uh, so uh, you know, how what would they do next is always the step. And as a and by the way, they have a trend of just breaking up everything. That nice women's tag division that I remember, remember <laughs> us talking about a few weeks ago. We just lost two of the like five. T- well, matter of fact, we lost three of because the Kabuki Warriors was was involved. Mm-hmm. So we lost three of the four or five teams that exist. In general. Yep. So, yeah, think about that. <laughs> Next up, we had a uh, promo from Sami Zayn. He came out there. He got on folks for not giving him his credits as the, the champion because he technically is. He has a belt. He never lost it. Um, Wow, being gone a month really gets you, don't it? Like, it was a month, people. A month. Four weeks. 31 days. It wasn't that long. In the grand scheme. So that prompts Jeff Hardy, the quote-unquote real Intercontinental Champion, to come out and basically say so. This prompts AJ Styles to come out and say, I don't like either of you. Possible triple threat match at the pay-per-view? I don't know. We'll see. No, I don't think, I don't think we'll see. I think it's pretty much guaranteed at this point. Unless something, but I think they they've done everything but say it, so uh, we'll see. But that or another type of multi man match will obviously be coming of this. Uh, I'm excited because they do have uh, three, and if Daniel Bryan was to come back, four great, you know, uh, just people who going just great at wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, people you want to be in the IC title picture. So, uh, yeah. I think it's possible. All righty. Last be, up. Uh, that can possibly steal that whole pay-per-view, depending oh, on yeah. how it's presented. Great. So, yeah. As long as, you know, as long as everybody's safe and don't try to be spot monkeys and hurt themselves, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. The Fatal 4-Way match. Um, Again, just recap of who the participants are. Matt Riddle, Baron Corbin, Sheamus, and Jay. Uso? Do they have last names anymore? We'll just, we'll just call them Jay. We know who you are. Um, didn't Matt Riddle make his entrance and then get 
uh, cut off by Baron Corbin? Uh, yeah, I think. Or and then that, I don't know. that incites a brawl. I don't know. Either. Nobody else gets entrances. We all just come out here and fight. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's the way the match started. All I know is that it ended up in typical WWE fatal four-way fashion where uh, a lot of uh, in and out, a lot of false finishes, a lot of uh, you know drama. But, again, I kind of just – this match, the reason why I'm kind of not really even remembering a lot from it is because not only was the match, in my opinion, you know, predictable as far as where it was going in, in, in the end, to, in my opinion, it's just hard to kind of – like when you have one unique match possibility, because I do say that Jay and Roman are like a one a type a type of match I probably thought I wouldn't see, especially for a world title. Mm-hmm. But when you have three other people who are not only either involved with other things, they're like for example, Sheamus and Biggie. Obviously, they got they're gonna have something going on, even though they didn't end up playing a factor in the finish. They're obviously gonna have something going on. So you have uh, Sheamus and Big E situation. Then you have uh, Baron Corbin and Riddle. Everyone else is involved with something. Uh, so it didn't make sense for anyone else to even have a chance. Jay Uso got the victory in predictable fashion. And I'm excited as far as, like, to see where they go. Is Roman going to uh, continue to be, you know, comparing him to his brother and kind of trying to, I don't know if he's trying to split them up or whether he's just trying to get under his uh get under Jay's skin. I'm gonna assume he's trying to get under Jay's skin. Mm-hmm. And uh either way it goes, I think it was uh I think this is gonna be this has a chance to be really, really good. Even if it is nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um even if it is a little bit of nepotism. Moving on. Right? I think the Us Usos deserve it. Sure, they do. They've been around a while. Plus, nepotism exists all throughout the business. So, you know. So, moving on to Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton opens up the show with a promo, which is then interrupted by a fractured jaw. Drew McIntyre, who is not supposed to be there because he's not cleared to wrestle. But you're going to see this pop up several more times. How he's not cleared to wrestle with his broken jaw. You know what? No, nah, we ain't got to go in that order. Just tell him. He claimed more He than will three come times. back. He will come back. This was just a teaser of what's to come. Because later on, when Randy Orton fights Keith Leaf. Keith Leaf. Lee. Keith Leaf. Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee. Uh, when Randy Orton uh, fights him. Drew. Drew Rand- comes Drew in. Drew pops up. Claymore. Yep. Guess what? Randy Orton limping. Holding his jaw. That's two Claymores because he Claymored him in this promo. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's two Claymores. So, yeah. yeah, The Claymore in the promo. The Claymore at the end of the Keith Lee, or not even the end, just like during during the Keith Lee match. Then, limping, hurt, grabbing that jaw. Adam Pierce saying, yeah, I walked him out. I, I, I made sure he left the arena. I made sure he left. He can turn back around. He Adam. just come right back, just like I'm sure he did. And he did come right back. As Drew, matter of fact, Drew took his, not only did he take his time leaving, mm-hmm. you know, he came back. And then, of course, Randy Orton did not because he was shipped off in a ambulance mm-hmm. to, a, I assume, the same area, you know, Drew had to be or whatever. You know, because now they're talking about Randy's job because three Claymore's in. And now we're even, I guess. So, sure. <laughs> there you go. That, that was your, uh, 
WWE title picture for tonight. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't mind it. I like it. I, I love the little revenge angle. After a while, it was kind of uh, like, okay, WWE. Okay. Like, wow. Y'all really could have. Y'all, we've seen you guys put put out people at the beginning of shows and they won't even, you know, show he, up. He wasn't even. And then he, he no security even, was following him around as he was just walking freely. Yeah, he wasn't Before even the hiding. second one. He was right in the open. Every Adam time. Pierce stopped to talk to him. He was like, yeah. And he was just like, don't worry. I thought I told you to leave. And Drew's like, Drew's like, yeah, don't worry. And I'm just like, if that's all he got to do, of course he's going to be able to get all his revenge. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so that was what it was. Drew don't follow the rules. I don't mind it. Like I said, everything they've doing with Delta, with, with Drew, everything WWE's doing with Drew McIntyre as WWE champion has been pretty much spot on. He's been that dominant babyface champion who still managed to look cool. Uh, that, that WWE's been missing for a while. So yeah, I liked it. I like that presentation of him. Oh yeah. Next up, we got the Hurt Business versus Cedric, 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 <laughs> Alexander, Ricochet. And Apollo Cruz, so you know we might have been tired of seeing this same uh, six man tag match, you know, or seeing them continue to beat down on Cedric, um, Ricochet, and Apollo. But guess what, y'all? Cedric said enough is enough, and he attacked the one and only Ricochet, and he attacked Apollo, costing them essentially the match. Cedric Alexander turned heel. And join the hurt business. The people who has been. Oh, my phone. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go on. Your solution. I dropped my phone and everything to cheer. So I was hyped, as you can see. Oh, yeah. The people who have been beating him down week after week after week for at least a month or two, right? Yeah, it's been a while. And MVP's been telling him about catering for weeks. So. Weeks. I figured, it, I figured it was going to happen because, uh, MVP just kept like it was so one sided. The baby faces weren't winning. Uh, MVP just kept week after week after week. You know what I mean? Going after uh, the title, just week after week going after it. Uh, it's cool. I, I Cedric was gonna have to pop. Cedric gonna have to pull out a suit, bro. I get on Shelton. Well, he was out, so he was ready in from the beginning. They should have saw that coming. I, I'm not saying I'm not. I, I didn't need you to show me the IG picture. I was just saying in general. I want him to. He need to get his his suit game ready. That's all I'm saying. I'm talking about. He need to be ready. I need. Mm-hmm. I need legit suits. I want this to be just like Evolution used to be, as far as like being fly weekly. But anyway, besides that point, uh, it was a great moment for Cedric. I'm I'm happy. He's already, and then later we can go ahead and get to the to the six to the eight man match later when the War Raiders joined up with uh, Apollo. I know I'm doing a lot of that now, but a lot of this stuff was rehashed. There's no point in me talking about it like it's an individual segment when they kept doing the same crap over and over. But anyway, the point is, like I was saying, <laughs> they they couldn't wait. They blew their load again tonight. <laughs> they couldn't just let them. <laughs> they couldn't just let them turn on. We got another hour of TV to fill, guys. So go out there and fight again. <laughs> <laughs> because the hurt business can't beat up nobody else. They can't hurt nobody else on the roster. They can only hurt <laughs> Paul Ricochet and Apollo. And now the poor War Raiders who just helping any black baby face that they no, can. No. That's the only thing the War Raiders got going right now. 
to just help out the black friends. Help no, out the black friends. Didn't Bobby, They're allies. Didn't Bobby them like toss them around and underground? You can try to make that seem like that's a re first of all, when have underground ever mattered to anything going that's on fair. on regular raw before now? I'm talking about when. Okay. Before now, when? Because last night they they pulled the um, Kevin Owens and Alice Black thing from regular Raw and put it on Underground. That's my point. I'm saying they're just. But what I'm trying to say is, until now, they okay. have never been. They've never meshed. That's fair. They, they have, never mattered. They've been so separate. I'm not. I'm not considering. Oh yeah, Bobby beat up y'all by himself or whatever that that was, or they beat y'all down in undergrounds and now y'all want to help. No, it's still the same. And then, all right, that's foul. You can make that point. Yeah, he got some beef with them. They got some beef with them from underground. It's still the same exact thing they was doing for the street profits. It is. Okay, it's the same thing. It the is. only difference is it's, it's, it's an actual mind. threat. It's they not the ninjas. business. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. It's, I'm being nitpicky about it. It's just I'm sick of it because the War Raiders are doing the same thing they were doing for months. Mm-hmm. The uh, Ricochet, and even though it's, instead of it being Ricochet and Cedric, not Ricochet and Apollo <laughs> have you know, basically eased into that role. And mm-hmm. now, now this is good for Cedric. I get to see some character from Cedric. I'm happy about that. But it's time for the hurt business to start hurting other people. That's all. I agree. You know, Cedric didn't fit anyway. That was Besides a bald, underground people. That was a bald man's club, you know? And he wasn't willing to part with his hair. That's fine. Maybe Ricochet and uh, Apollo fit more together because they got the, uh, you know, the no hair thing going. But uh, either way it goes, uh, yeah, I think Cedric is a good fit for the Hurt Business. I don't mind if the Hurt Business continues to grow or not. If they stop here at four, I get it, too. It doesn't really hurt anything if you get what I'm trying to say there. If you, no pun intended, but that was definitely intended. I was about but to say yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm happy for the hurt business as a group, but as far as like direction, I, it, it, I may say this a lot on this show because it wasn't really much unique. A lot of this stuff was rehashed. Mm-hmm. So what's going what's on? Next? Let's see. What's next? So next we had the Street Profits versus oh, another Andrade. rehash, right? Yes. And so Angel. finally. Go ahead and tell what Angel finally decided to do. Angel said, I'm sick of fooling with y'all. I'm out. Yeah, he's going to go chase women full time. That's pretty much what I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Because they haven't really, it hasn't really been about, if you notice, they're really inconsistent with this storyline. Because even though Angel has been uh, running out on people and all that, I guess you could say that's consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started off not getting along. Then they got along for a while. And then the last few weeks, Andrade and Angel's relationship weren't or wasn't really that testy. It wasn't. And then all of a sudden now, I'm done with this. No, nah, but I think we already said we've been talking about this. Eventually, uh, Angel was definitely going to uh, do his own thing. This was a we week saw of this coming. Uh, but yeah, every tag division, uh, beware, Vince McMahon is here. Right, like, ugh. moving on. Um, Peyton Royce versus Billy King. Every tag division, beware, Vince McMahon is here. Okay, before we get into this, I need you to press my button, sir. Fashion Corner. All right, so Big Bill, a.k.a. (laughs) Billy Kay. Big Bill. Yes, that's her name. I know. Has now been dubbed a femme fatale. Love it. I like it. Adore it. Also, love the outfit. 
She out here working it with the new gear. Neither one of those girls' new song is as good as the Iconics' old theme song. So, you know, I would have liked if Peyton or maybe Peyton, because I think you like you guys like her more. Uh, yeah, Peyton could have kept that song. But, but anyway, that shows blatant on. favoritism if they if they let her keep it. Yeah, that's fair. I'll even know. That's anyway, fine. loved loved Billy Kay's outfit. Loved the um the tie the tie uh, wings that are on her hips. It was it was freaking absolutely gorgeous. Loved it. Also loved like I guess the little snippet I got from her character because she's out here strutting now. She's giving me face like she's she's into her model bag. Whoa, whoa, there. Really? <laughs> oh, it don't. It only works when men say stupid stuff, huh? Women can give you, a woman can give honey, you face. You've never watched uh, America's Next Top Model. Fair. Like. Faces. It, it, I, I I I already know it's a it's a great explanation for that women because this is terminology that you that you use all the time. I get it, but I still have to make my sophomoric joke. And that concludes the fashion corner. Now on to the match. You see, you see what I did there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on to the match. Um, Peyton Royce is obviously the victor. They didn't. They didn't show like a um, a breakup of friendship. They actually hugged at the end, which yep. I found was fantastic. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. Maybe something else is coming of it, but obviously, like we said from the beginning, this is just all falling in line with the rumors of Peyton Royce being really liked by Vince. So uh, nothing really shocking there as far as her winning the match and all of that goes. But. Uh, you know, uh, I actually was sitting there waiting for it to come, uh, the the Phoenix, because I saw, uh, I could just tell that it was just the way it was going to happen. I knew the insecure was coming, and I knew she was going to hit the Phoenix. So, uh, yeah, uh, the the neck breaker, the, the Dustin finish, Dustin's old finish. I don't know what he called it. So, final cut, I think. Maybe that's what I'm going to say. I don't know what she calls it. I need her to give me a name for it. But anyway, uh, doesn't doesn't matter. The point is... Uh, the Iconics are no more. I think that's the only thing I can give you is that, uh, you know, they may still be friends, and uh, I think that's what WWE is trying to establish, but also trying to let you know that Peyton's going to be doing her own thing. Billy's going to be doing her own thing. Uh, hopefully that means that they all have something going on. Uh, is Peyton Royce in line for Oscar next or Mickey, which we'll get to? So, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. I think Let's, that's the only thing I can do, really, because I don't know what what's in store. What's in store for the women's division in general, much yep. less, uh, you know, Peyton Royce. Agreed. Um, then we get a promo, um, by Ray and his fam talking about how the entire life familiar too. Yeah, it was Ray, Ray's wife, Ray's daughter, Dominic. Um, everybody was out there. They they shuffled to the ring to give this promo, which Buddy Murphy um, interrupts. I'm going to continue to say his name because it worked for Mustafa Ali, so if we just keep putting it out there, he'll get his name back. Um, Buddy Murphy saying that, you know, you made me lose my discipleship. Um, basically. And basically, he was and just I'm, like, "I'm holding, I'm holding you accountable." It's like I said, it sounded like Stockholm or just some mess, some messed up in his head because he mad at the wrong person. 
That's all I know. But hey, if he had, if he got some issues, he finna get sticked. They finna stick the hell out of them issues. Like he got kendo. <laughs> Trust me. If he mad, if he was mad at them, oh, he getting be beat down like that would make would have made me even mad at himself. <laughs> I would be like, you know what? You know what? You I've been making some bad decisions, bro. You ain't even here. No, I'm just saying, but that'll make you reevaluate. It just be like, yeah, I made some bad decisions. We'll get more and deeper into the bad decisions in a second. Oh yeah. Um. Then we had Oscar and Mickey James versus Natalia and Lana. Um. Oscar taps out Lana for the victory, right? Yeah. Uh. It, this was also kind of similar to a to a finish I've seen. Uh. And it, it involved Oscar. I don't know who she was fighting. I don't know if it was Becky Lynch. Maybe, or maybe it was Charlotte one time. Either way, go. She was on team with someone who was a contender of her, and she just kind of swept in, choked out the person while the other person watched. Uh, so I don't quite remember exactly who. Maybe it was Ember Moon too, because maybe they were on the top rope, also kind of like Mickey was. I don't remember off the top of my head. Maybe it was Charlotte, but either way it goes, this was kind of reminiscent of that. The match uh, was what it was. Didn't, probably wasn't expecting it to be long, even though it was a little bit longer than I even thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, cause Natalia was getting her heat on Mickey James and, uh, you know, for a while and Lana actually got some decent moves. And like I said, Lana could be so much worse. We see a lot of the botches go viral. I told you this when we were watching, uh, raw back, uh, we see a lot of botches go viral from different people and they get this stigma of being very bad in the ring. And Lana that I know of has the reputation of not being that good, but, she doesn't really, I haven't really seen a botch that much, uh, at least, uh, especially not last night. And, uh, I don't know about ever. I can't say, I can't speak to that off the top of my head, but I, like I said, she's been slow in the ring, but she, she looked like whatever it is she's doing fine. Maybe Natalia's helping her improve or has helped her improve. And that's more of what was going on. But either way it goes, uh, the match was what it was. Now I gotta ask, ask this. Now we know. First of all, I got two questions for you since you are my women's division extraordinaire. Of course. Uh, I got one. So the first question, mm-hmm. why is WWE giving away this Mickey James Oscar stuff now? I asked the same thing. I don't know why. Like, they don't have a legitimate person. Oh, oh, oh they're going to further this storyline. Watch. Mark my words. It won't, it won't be a clean finish. It won't. It'll be a no contest because Natty and Lana are going to come out so, there and act a fool. We might get a triple threat match. So they're just promoting a title match and the champion versus champion match that we didn't talk about earlier, by the way. That's supposed to get announced. Oh, the Street Profits? Street Profits. By the way, we didn't mention it, but Shinsuke. I wrote it down. Yeah, it's cool. It's not, we don't have to talk about it deeper. Shinsuke and Cesaro came out and did a little promo thing with the Street Profits. Which basically led us to a champion versus champion match next week. Yep. So this sounds like you're saying this is just a ratings thing. This match probably won't even finish. It won't finish. So yeah, that's fair. Okay. Because so you can't you can't jump from um this this weird I'm I'm basically jealous of your career storyline with, with Natty and, and Lana to her saying, Okay, just forget y'all. I'm a I'm gonna go for after the title and they're still like staking a plight. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, that's that's fair. I, I don't know, but see, that's and that kind. Of, I'm glad you said that. That leads me to my second question: How, what is Lana and Natalia's role? Like, are they uh, are they in? Are they going to be involved with Mickey? Is that done now because Mickey has beaten them, beaten uh, Lana twice, and no. you know them in a tag match? You see what I'm saying? Like, that was that kind of led me to my next question of what are what are, what are their purpose 
together. Uh, you know, if if Lana's not gonna be managing, if they are they are they now, are they now part of the tag division for the women's title? Are they now? Uh, is Lana gonna be helping Natalia make a stake towards mm-hmm. Oscar's belt? Like, I think you see what I'm saying. Like, what is going on there, uh, focus wise? Because that's the one thing that's confusing me with uh, the entire title picture as a whole on Raw as far as the women's title. I agree. Goes. Um, I think Natty and Lana are going to play spoiler for Mickey, and then it turns out to be either a triple threat match or somewhere down the road it's going to be Natty and Oscar because Lana's clear goal at the beginning of this was to get Natty a title shot and get her um, better representation so that she gets the credit that she deserves. Because if you, if you know, like, they got the whole boat thing going on. Of course, yeah. So you can't have that without saying, okay, you, you want a challenge for the title. Well, I hope you're right. The problem with that is we've seen a lot of things start off with Steve and then Vince give up and then they lose purpose immediately. Mm-hmm. Like you have, we've seen plenty of times where a story start or a new team or whatever start off and then they use, they lose steam immediately and then we find out nothing about what's going on. So that's the reason why I, begged, I asked those questions. We can move on to whatever is next. And I, I have to, I have to jump around because you, you already talked about the VIP lounge. Oh, no, we didn't talk about that. So, basically, Cedric was like, why am I getting beat up for somebody else's title? Yeah. Cedric, Cedric made, point, made great points. See, this is another thing, another WWE thing that I want to let people realize. Heels make a lot of sense, usually, in WWE. Most of the time, like even, like I said, Seth Rollins, we don't, we don't like what he'd end up doing to Ray or whatever, but... He is right. The fans is the reason why he he turned he, he turned into the guy he is. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, the bad guys like even like I said, I keep harping on this. Perfect example is Daniel Bryan as WWE champion when he was going not even against Kofi, but just Eco that whole Bryan. run. Yeah, that whole run. He was telling the truth. He was spitting facts, but was the bad guy. So, uh, yeah, Cedric did the same thing. Told the truth. Like you know, Ricochet name is the one and only. You know, uh. Who knows what they, 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 and even if they were good friends or whatever, they were losing and getting beat weekly. Nothing was, was changing. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying, he was risking his body for Apollo to get his chance back. Why, why am I risking my body for somebody else to do that? I should be risking my body for me. So either way it go, it all made sense. Uh, I guess I was wrong for assuming pretty Ricky would be the first one to do it. Oh, yeah. Be the first one to turn. Uh, I guess I should have known. As a matter of fact, that might not be a good thing for uh, Vince because Vince didn't even like him enough to turn him. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I will see what happens. Like I mentioned earlier, Happy Cedric is in the Hurt Business. And this was a good explanation slash promo that led into that match that I already talked about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now we can go Um, to the next, to what's next. What was after that? Randy Orton versus Keith Lee was was after that. (laughs) Well, another match I've already talked about, Keith Lee. Uh, made his interest and WWE tried to be smart and do it during the commercial break so you didn't have to hear that horrible song but we still had to hear it a little bit so I know y'all ain't changed nothing I'm assuming y'all gonna keep doing it y'all gonna keep making Keith Lee start off and then just cut his interest in half because y'all mm-hmm. know we hate his song yep. uh, that's stupid in, either way it goes it doesn't matter I've I've accepted it I think WWE has basically they've showed you showed us over the years that this is basically what it is you're going to watch us anyway <laughs> it's, right. their, it's their mind state we'll so just mute the it's TV. like eh yeah, or I can just play. You can just play Limitless. I just give CFO their their credit because I'll play it. Like that's the new thing. 
If you don't like the theme song, like I don't like the theme song, mute your TV and play the uh, Limitless theme song while he's walking. And, oh, yeah. You know, just do that, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah, it'll work. It, it's enough. It's more than enough. To, at least you'll get that other song out your ear. But uh, anyway, that the Randy Orton match was it was pretty uh, – it was decent up to the point of the finish, in my opinion. Uh, kind of uh, – I'm not going to say it was the same thing as they did uh, the few times they've already met, but it was similar in some areas. But uh, I always kind of – I was surprised that it even went as long as it did because I knew Drew was coming to break it up, and that's exactly what happened. At the end, Drew gave him the Claymore, like we mentioned earlier. So, uh, again, this more, even though Keith Lee was involved, this story had a lot more to do with Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. And Orton. So, so basically, what's next for for, uh, Keith Lee, do you think? I have no clue. I'm not even going to begin to to even guess. Uh, Maybe uh, down the line, I don't want it right now, but maybe an insertion, uh, insertion into the U.S. title picture so he can take on Bobby. That'll be a great match. Bobby Lashley and Keith Lee. Should he join the her business? Ooh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be a great change, a change of character. I just don't see it. I think it'd be way too early for him to if he was to join Keith Lee. Keith Lee, it it depends on if they if they if he was to join and then uh instead of being in Bobby's role, he was like an underling and kind of you know treated a certain way. Like only looked at his muscle because he's so big. What if he's like the title guy? Like the actual, since Bob's U.S. champion now, what if he was no. like heavyweight? No. No? No, not, not yet. I don't think that's work like that. I think Bobby is the CEO for a reason. Yeah. So they have to butt heads. Like, you have to set it up in a way for Keith Lee and Bobby to butt heads. Make Bobby maybe the world champion guy, and then Keith Lee can, uh, not with the U.S. title, but what I'm saying, it'll yeah. make more sense. Trajectory rise, maybe, yeah. Until then, like hold him down, find ways to make it look like MVP and uh, Bobby Lashley holding Keith Lee down so he can prevail in the end and take out the entire herd. Ooh, game. that's super long term. I don't know if they'll do that. See, and that's that's where my mind go. I'm immediately trying to think of ways to make big, you know, babyface WrestleMania moments or I whatever. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking okay. about down the line. But Another anyway. question: Do you think him debuting against Randy will hurt him in the long run? Because you start so high. So, like, if they go it's ahead possible. and knock you down, do you think that it's like, okay, why start him up that high if you just go knock him down? It's possible, depending on what they give him to do. But, not, nah, I don't think so. Because he wasn't, it wasn't like he was fighting for the title. Yes, he was fighting someone who was in the title picture. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was fighting Randy Orton. But uh, he, he beat him clean that one time, and then two of those matches ended the same way. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think people would be you. I think if you took that, take that as a downgrade, him going to fight someone else other than Randall, and you putting way too much aspirations on him through one match. If you see what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. then you should have been in the first place. Okay, because it was just one match. Kevin Owens beat John Cena his first night, and still had to lose that belt to Goldberg years later. That's true. So I'm saying your debut. You you who knows what your trajectory is after your debut. Because you can come in and do big things. If Fandango beat Jericho first WrestleMania, and he's not even on the main roster, like that's, that's what true. I'm saying. So yeah. you have it's, it's you never know. The debut is so tricky. You never know. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad we got a little bit of time out of that. Um, yeah. first of all, let me rant for a minute there. Do not promote Raw Underground matches to me ever again. 
if you're going to do this. They, are, they have the new graphic and stuff, so I think we just got to get used to that little Raw Underground promotion. wait, but, babe, yeah. the, the Raw Underground match was in three segments, and nobody won. Yeah, they... We concluded three different times as they ended segments. Okay, no contest. <laughs> and exactly. still ended up with, okay, no contest. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, Alistair Black and Kevin on, you know, did the, the little bit of uh, brawling that they got a chance to do. Uh, well, anyway, I want to say a little bit. It's probably the longest underground match ever. That's why Big Boys was like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick, sick of, of y'all. <laughs> I'm going to knock both of y'all out. So, Kato ended up standing tall. Uh, so, what did that really solve? Nothing. I don't know other than just setting up the fact that Kevin and Alistair uh, are not getting along. But I think we knew <laughs> that anyway. You know, we, we kind of figured that out when he kicked them last week. They tried the, the so, no rules stuff. So, I guess they got to bring it back to the ring and get yeah, some rules. That's what I'm assuming is going to happen next too. All right. So, yeah. Then we had a series of matches. We had... Um, Two on one handicap match. So the first one was Riot Squad, Ruby and Liv versus Shayna Baszler. Liv Morgan P and Shayna Baszler. Let's get that a pop. No, no, no. Don't give it a pop. Hit the, the roll up button. It was a dreaded roll up button. But they, they definitely deserve a pop. I don't care. I don't care. It deserves That's a pop. That's fair. Liv pinned Shayna Baszler. You gonna hit them at the same time? They work well together. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. So I just want to talk about that. Uh, that match. Uh, I was kind of. I was. I couldn't believe it because I just knew that uh, the, the the contenders was just gonna get killed, right? Oh well. They they. You know what? After that, they just said, you know what? We're not even gonna finish it. They did the Nia. It was Nia versus the Wire Squad, and they just said, yep. Who cares who wins? Mm-hmm. Retribution time, <laughs> and then we get this angry, angry retribution promo, and with a woman standing to the left of my TV screen on my TV screen, looking obviously like me or him. Uh, <laughs> we had a woman to give a promo, which I'm assuming was Kaden Carter. I don't know. We just assuming. I'm assume. I already know that if I look on the sheets, if you look up the rumors or whatever, they may already have decoded the voices. Who knows? That's just no, literally that's literally how it goes sometimes. That's all I'm saying. It's just literally how it goes. Okay, so I'm glad they haven't done that yet. But, yeah, Retribution let everyone know that they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Uh, I see it when I – I believe it when I see it. That's my opinion about the promo. I believe it when I see it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we had Ray, uh, Ray Mysterio and the fam. So, basically, Principe Mysterio – his mom, his sis, his dad. La Familia. Versus Buddy Murphy in a street fight. Now, very we, entertaining stuff, we, by we the way. We pointed this out, though. Like, street fights is basically all they'll let Dominic do on his own. So far, which I don't blame him, you know. Maybe he has some uh, other things. But I'm going to be honest with you. He's so, he don't look that green, though, man. He like, don't. even in these street fights, he pull off some stuff that's like, okay. You've tried. You've worked on this because, like, you can't just be. I don't think he's incapable of having a real match. How about that? Or like a, a straight up one on one match. I just think they know that his strengths are this and that. So, but this is your job as a head coach. This is your job as an employer. Mm-hmm. Put your person in the positions that they that makes them look great. Don't don't put people in a position that's gonna make them look bad. That's just your job as a leader and whatever. So. Put people in position to make to make the uh make their you know skills uh, show, and that's what they've been doing with Dominic. 
you know, allowing his skills to show and allowing him to not, uh, not his weaknesses to be uh, exploited. Because I think that's the main thing, especially when it comes to booking. Uh, a lot of times you don't want wrestlers' weakness, weakness to be displayed for everyone out there mm-hmm. to see. Uh, so, anyway, the match uh, was really, really good. Uh, like I said, Dominic does did a couple of spots in there the way it was just like like that uh that uh sliding through the ring and doing the uh sunset flip through the table power bump that was just sick sick moves it's just like he's so good and I'm not surprised though because like it's it's amazing that Ray is Ray is as good as he is at his age so mm-hmm. are we really surprised that Dominic is this, is this good uh not I, you shouldn't be so uh it was just great. It was great. It ended up with Dun- with uh Buddy Murphy getting his ass absolutely beat. And I, I can't say that any other way because that's literally what happened. He literally got whooped with with kiddo sticks. It was a whipping. It was a whipping. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Constant. Uh re- Mama Mysterio, Sister Mysterio, Dominic, <laughs> Ray, they all was, they was they were not playing. And by the way, Dominic's sister was not playing. She did it. She was swinging like she had no like fear. her daddy legit lost her eye. Right. Same thing. I mean, Mama Mysterio Angie didn't really want to hit. Yeah, Angie didn't really want to hit him that hard. But you know, she still got. She picked up that stick and she joined. Oh yeah. Because that's family. I liked it. I liked that ending. It was cool. I liked the redemption for uh for Dominic. But uh yeah, buddy, you look like a fool for. Following Seth Rollins when he leave you out for that one, just lead you out to just get beat down. Wasn't even there, Bobby. Bobby, why did I say that, buddy? Buddy, buddy, buddy. That's what she meant, not Bobby. I don't know why Bobby's <laughs> in. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Bobby Roode. Haven't seen you forever. Hope you're doing good. Cool, cool, fool, <laughs> fool, <laughs> fool. That's what I was trying. I can't talk either. See, well, I, that's what I get from making fun of you. Let's just get into these rumors so we can go. Yep, hey, apparently, apparently, we we have a podcast and we can't talk. Like, Gossip Corner. the hell going on? Okay, okay, okay. Sports Kita reports that Vince McMahon um, announced a lot. There were there were no matches at all listed until 90 minutes before the show went live. Oh, okay. So no wonder everything felt like just, oh, let's, it felt very let's just throw y'all weird. back together. <laughs> let's throw you guys back together. Uh, let me throw you guys, ah, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, throw you guys together. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Cedric, you know what? Why don't you just turn on them this week? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> don't tell me that because that's just what it's alright anyway yeah I love by the way uh, that's why I would know I think you gave me one room at one time when you was like uh, I think you. I think it was the opposite of backstage was in turmoil this week yeah. and I was like oh I can't believe that <laughs> yeah we're used to this I'm used to last minute Raws <laughs> or last minute match cards last minute whatever <laughs> we just, no, I'm not surprised anymore the issue stems from two people in charge of Raw's writing team having issues getting input from talent and finishing the script in time. I doubt it. I don't believe it. Why is that their fault? Right. Like, and not the writer's fault. Well, they, they're they saying it is the writer's fault. Okay. They didn't get input from certain talent 
Um, ooh, somebody was quoted as saying, Raw has really fallen apart without Paul Heyman driving the creative. Well, okay, so that leads me to believe I that know. Shane ain't taking over yet. Yeah, nah, we still we still in a, a cluster. So Shane, yeah, that's probably what it is. They don't they don't have leadership right now. Ivar suffered an injury. Oh, I saw that. They legit brought the doctors out there on his dive. I hope. Yeah, he, I saw that, and MVP couldn't even get up to celebrate it's, with the crew. It's believed to be a stinger. Oh, okay, so maybe he was unconscious, and MVP didn't want to move. Yeah. Or maybe he, yeah, I hope he didn't lose consciousness, but maybe he had neck problems if he just didn't want to, you know, mess it up. So who knows? I hope he's okay. But yeah, that's the thing, man. And then, then I hate that it had to happen to this because I, as much as I love seeing my big brothers and, and sisters out there doing suicide dives, I love you guys doing it. But man, y'all don't understand. Like we got, we got it, the weight. And it's it's just, literally a suicide dive. It's literally that. Like you don't, you don't have to look like Ivar to hurt yourself on a suicide dive. But it yeah. just, it sucks when I see those you know people who can do things like that, and they get injured. So yeah, uh, thank you for your sacrifice for our entertainment. Oh, That's yeah. another thing. I don't think they get said enough when people get hurt in this All business. Right. But they they hurting themselves for our entertainment. Us. So, yeah. You thought we were done talking about this um, new I policy? I hoped. We're not. The Raw talent were told at a pre-Raw meeting that they can continue to be on Twitch and YouTube as long as they use their real names and notify the company about their accounts. Okay, so they switched it back. Okay, that make a little bit more sense. Listen, so it's ooh. still not clear. There are still questions about what isn't allowed under the new policy, but um, it's believed that Cameo is not allowed at all. Not at all. Okay, well, yeah, I, 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 again, without clearness, it's hard for me to even comment on this because I don't know what the hell is true and what's not true. I don't know what's clear and what's not clear. I'm feeling like I'm like what the reports are saying they are like. I'm just as confused. So if I'm confused, I don't. I hope they're not. I hope they at least have an idea of what to do. Uh, and as far as cameo goes, uh, I do think it sucks. Uh, because I do understand that a lot of people are making base with a lot of people that they love. And then I do think it's personal. Like, if Charlotte wants to do that, or whoever it is wants to do a cameo, they should be able to do it, mm-hmm. truthfully. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you think about some of the obscene things that I've seen, like the 400 bucks for a date asking, or I'm sending her this so she can do this, and blah, 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 blah. It, I don't think that should be any of the company's business. Maybe that's on the superstars to... Uh, watch out for the weirdos. But I think either way it goes. Uh, you know, I don't think what Vince. I don't think Vince's them is the answer. I don't think Vince regulating what's going on and telling you that you can't have your personal doing this and something for you, like some personal to you, especially like making income. Mm-hmm. I don't like a company telling them that. But, I think it's going to turn into them like having their own version of cameo. They're like, oh, chat with the so, WWE superstar. So, so you're telling me Vince found out about Cameo late and was like, you mean to tell me I didn't come up with this? Yes. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's 100% fair and probably the outcome. That's exactly what happened. He's like, he I have not came up with the fact that I can charge the WWE Universe to talk to you guys or for you guys to send them a message? Oh, exactly. yeah. You're right. WWE Cameo coming soon. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, um, that's all my rumors. Gossip Corner. 
Well, 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 well. This has been another one of those uh, broadcasts that I really, really enjoyed putting together for you guys. We've done uh, an hour in two days, two two uh, an hour per, per per show at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, no big deal though. Uh, it's cool. We had a lot to get lot into to again. You, uh, your favorite word can, apparently is unpack. And I'm about to go listen to Young Boy Never Broke Again. Okay. Because I like. Uh, I'm going to go order some food yeah. from DoorDash. Okay. Well, we have our, <laughs> our plan set up for what to do next. Thank you guys for listening once again. You already know what I got to tell you. It's only one word. Adios. Not YouTube, though. Yeah, this is like I was saying earlier. It's still, like, pointless to me. I don't... I, these are their personal account. Uh, and then you say they can't make personal accounts and do that. It's just like it's just like I said. It's, it's insane to me, especially when they're supposed to be independent contracts. And that's another thing I love about AEW. They treat their talent more as legit independent contracts. They can come and go. They can wrestle where they need to go. Uh, where they need to rest, they can do whatever they want to do, uh, because they're independent contractors. You know, yeah, you you need you're signed to AEW. So when I ask you to do something for AEW, or AEW, or when it's time to come wrestle AEW, I expect you to be here. But other than that, you're an independent contractor. You do what you have to do and what you can do for anything. Same thing with Impact, like with Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace kills. She has all types of uh, passwords and discounts on stuff. That she be promoting on her Instagram. She like she for, like people are literally questioning like, are you a wrestler or a model? And she has to tell people all the time that she do both, and mm-hmm. you know that you can do both. And that's my point. You know, being an impact, they let they allow you to do both. They allow you to do whatever you want to do, make your own merch, all that type of stuff. So that's what I like about AEW. I love that's the thing I love about that independent soul. It allows the wrestler to have so much more say so on what's going on, what they can do, and all right. that type of stuff. And then instead of dealing with a corporation uh, style thing that WWE have to deal with, it's just like that. It's just like, do you want to go work for? Uh, even though I'm not saying, and I'm and I'm not, and I'm not saying this is the way it is because Tony, who knows what AEW would be as they grow or mm-hmm. whatever. But as of right now, it, Tony Khan gives me the vibes of you're working for your friend's uh, billionaire friend who. Or allowing you to do this, but in 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 Vince, you're working for like a corporation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, you work you're working for a smaller business in AEW, but you're working for a corporation, so you have different things that you have to do. Right. Um. Yeah, and it, we we we've talked about this off air and on air uh, at the same time. Um, not at the same time, but you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Right. And it's like. Again, it's very like manipulative. It's very nasty that you're trying to say, okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna use you on TV, but you can't take what you're doing outside of TV and and use it to make a profit for yourself. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's just so stupid. it's like, yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's very stupid. stupid. Um, also, it was a tooth and nail match because Britt is still not fully recovered. Um, so they could hide that her lack of, you know. Hundred percent mobility. Yes, yeah. by by doing the the I figured that schematic match. I did too. Yeah, we. Um, I think we. I think everybody probably. And a lot of that. people were killing the match for being like slow and, and clunky, but it. You got to think about they're in the smaller space. Like you're not gonna be doing running jumps off the wall. 
Yeah, it couldn't be too. It, it, they were limited. It was limited. It was just limited. It was a limited situation. So if you went into that knowing that, then maybe maybe uh, the people who were giving it such a hard time obviously didn't didn't think about the fact that Britt could have still been hurt. Also, didn't think about the fact that uh, they were doing the best with what they were dealing with at the time. Like that was they. I think they did the best with all the things they had. Yep. To work with. So. And yeah. that's it. Well, uh, our reviews are usually never this uh, this long, but we had a lot to discuss. Not only was it a, a big, not only was it a big pay per view, it was just a lot of big things that happened, a lot of big wrestling things that happened over this weekend, uh, or or at least since Friday that I've heard about that needed to be discussed. And I didn't want to wait until tomorrow's show where we talk about Raw and uh, and I think yeah, I think this is our first week in a while we still we get a chance to talk about SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow, so uh, Yay. hopefully that show will be a little. Hopefully that show will be a little bit lighter on the length than this. I don't know. My uh my longer shows, according to analytics, are not, are doing pretty cool. So thank you guys for sticking around and listening. I don't. I didn't think that I could hold an audience for this long until I started to look at the numbers and say, oh, okay, they're doing if not just as well, uh, pretty good, uh, by comparison to the other shows. So. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, day in, we guys seem like we do a show every day, but it's not that often, I guess. But it's more often than some shows, so that's one way to look at it. But yeah, yeah this is cool. We also are doing more shows because there are a lot of pay per views right now. Yeah, it's been a lot of stuff to talk about, and then uh, also with New Japan. By the way, I have to ch- I have to uh, catch up on what happened. On the sixth, we're on the road Japan, too, right? So, so yeah, it's not a big show, so it's not okay. nothing I have to review. It's a road too, so it's just I'm just saying I need to catch up in general, just see what what are we heading towards. You know, that's the thing I like to do with New Japan. But anyway, uh, we're getting to all of that. Another show, another time. Thank you guys for spending your mornings, evenings, nights, whenever you guys decide to catch up. Maybe this is three weeks from now. Future who future listener. Okay, you're thank rambling. Thank you for listening. You're rambling. Future listener, uh, f- person who was telling me to ramble. Uh, I should have just said TC, but future person who are gonna be telling me to ramble in three weeks from now on that show. Uh, you know, thank y'all for still sticking with the podcast. So that's it. That's all I want to say. You ain't gotta do me like that. You ain't gotta act like I'm just talking for nothing. I'm not. But anyway, see ya. Adiós.